might fail. It's a not at celebration update. A not at celebration update. This episode of Geek Out Loud, we're wrapping up celebration coverage. Not at celebration was I, but we may have someone who was there. It's kind of a crossover, a Gulliver's crossover on your safe place to geek out. Welcome to Geek Out Loud. I'm Steve Glosson. It's good to have you along with us. This is your safe place to geek out, and we're going to be talking some more Star Wars Celebration and not at Celebration coverage. We're going to get some report, some reports, a report, just one. We're just doing one. Someone that was there. We welcome you all, as I said before, and we welcome the report. And we welcome the reporter, ladies and gentlemen, for... Every now and again, we have the opportunity on Geek Out Loud to bring in, well, she's one-third of Fangoth, Fangoth Gone Rogue. She's one-half of Star Wars Bookworms. She is, oh, she's the she's the Jedi Grand Master of the Jedi Council of Star Wars Rebel Yell, and she's the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk, and this is her theme song for Geek Out Loud. It's Cheryl Crow. Remember when Cheryl Crow did that one song? I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely, the talented, the powerful Teresa Delgado. After the course. Real gone. Hello, Teresa. Ka-chow. Ka-chow, ka-chow. Ka-chow, ka-chow. When is Cars 3 hitting us? Oh, my God, this summer. Mm. So excited. I got to see a Lightning McQueen topiary at Epcot and a Cruz Ramirez topiary. I was so excited. Who is Cruz Ramirez? He's one of the new characters Mm. for Cars 3. Topiary is a fun word to say. Yeah. But I'm not really sure I know what a topiary is. A topiary is like... A grass plant hedge thing that's in a shape of something. A chia pet. Kinda, yeah. Uh, so a chia. But okay. Kinda not. All right. So well, <laughs> because they're huge. So so all chia pets are topiaries, but not all topiaries are chia pets. Correct. Is this a shrubbery sculpture? Kinda, yes. Okay. 
Great. You go look at my Instagram. Yeah. I put a bunch of pictures of different topiaries mm-hmm. from Disney's Flower and Garden Festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a Cars one, and I'm like pointing at him behind me. I'm like, look at Lady McQueen. That's Ice Cold Penguin on the Instagram, it ladies is and gentlemen. Ice Cold Penguin. So, and you have a story about your Twitter handle slash Instagram handle. I do. So, I think I've explained it on Vault Talk about why it is what it is. Yes. Because you during, love penguins. Because, well, I like penguins. I also hate being cold. But anyway, so I was on Twitter during Star Wars Celebration while I was waiting, waiting in line, as you do. Mm-hmm. And I said something as, about... As you do at Star Wars. Star Wars fans love lines. We do love lines, especially when there's 70,000 of us there. Oh. It's ridiculous. Uh and so I said something on Twitter. I guess I got a wristband or something, and I was happy. And this guy replied to me, and he said, so not so ice cold anymore? And I'm like, what does that mean? What, yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> like, am I a cold person? Am I mean? Am I like, what does that mean? So I replied, and I said, well, actually, my Twitter handle refers to a penguin mm-hmm. from a movie called The Three Caballeros who spe- hates being cold. A specific penguin. Ping- His name penguin. is Pablo. And not to be confused with Pablo Hidalgo, just right. Pablo. Right. And I also hate being cold, mm-hmm. and penguins are my favorite, so it has nothing to do <laughs> with unless, my demeanor. Unless it's Club Penguin from Disney. I'm actually very nice. And he never said anything back. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Club Penguin's stupid. Penguins. Penguins. That's how Benedict stupid, Cumberbatch says it. Stupid Club Penguin. Penguin. <laughs> Let's hear. We got to hear Benedict Cumberbatch say it. Is penguins. <laughs> Crested penguins. <laughs> Parent penguin heading home. Penguin. <laughs> penguin. So why are these woodlands so attractive to penguins? Penguins. Penguins. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Strange. Thank you so much for that, Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh man! Well, Teresa, we want to talk celebration, and I want to talk celebration with you, among some other things. Uh, before we do that, we've got like two or three emails I want to jump into. see here just we have a few people that were actually there i believe jonathan mason uh i don't know if he was there but um he writes in about the not at celebration coverage and you can blame jonathan uh for people like jonathan for the not at celebration coverage where he says steve i don't normally send emails to folks i hear online or on other forms of media i just want to let you know how much i enjoy the shows found your podcast about a year ago i listen as often as possible and pop in the chat occasionally as a fellow southern gentleman um, I appreciate what you bring to Geekdom. White Evangelical, he says, from Arkansas. I appreciate what you bring to fan- Geekdom. I've been a huge Star Wars fan since all Empire Strikes Back as a seven-year-old kid in 1980. I've never made it to Celebration. I don't know if I ever will, but I've really enjoyed listening to your not at Celebration coverage. Thanks for taking time to cover things, even though the timing of the event kept you from being there. And that's from Barry. He, oh, he goes by Barry. It just says Jonathan at the top, but Barry Mason. Not to be confused with the lawyer, Perry Mason. <laughs> Joel says, Steve, I just want to give my two cents about Star War- my Star Wars celebration experience. 
This was my first Star Wars celebration. I went with my two boys. I spent many hours doing my research about celebration and read up on all the information made available on the website and the app. I came up with a plan about the panels. I just want, I got to stop real quick. <clears throat> with the with the celebration, the B sound, and then here I've also noticed the P sound and plan about the panels. I've really become very uh, self-conscious about my P's and my B's lately. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people say, mind your P's and Q's. I've really become self-conscious about my P's and my B's. Um, so, <laughs> so if I'm popping my P's, I just want to apologize to everybody. Because I'm realizing... Wait, what do you pop your P's and bop your B's? Yeah, I bop my B's and pop my P's. And uh, don't bop the B's. We need them. They're dying out. Um, oh, I had such a... Sorry, this is off tangent, but that's fine. Or this is a tangent skewing off. I had a real dilemma the other day. I was outside and there was this big old bumblebee that was kind of coming at me. And you like, were like, kill it, don't kill it, kill it, don't right. kill it. Right, well, because like apparently there's some kind of bumblebee that's actually been put on the endangered yeah. species list. What if you kill it? Then exactly. you like commit like a felony or something I know. and you go to jail. I know, and I'm like, so what am I supposed to do? Just take one for the team? You know? <laughs> well, if it stings you, it's going to die anyway. Do bumblebees die when they sting? I think so, because they sting you, and their stinger gets stuck, and it pulls when it it gets stuck in you, and then mm -hmm. when they try to fly away, this is going to get real graphic real fast. Mm -hmm. um, all their guts, guts come, come out, out with yeah. it. I thought that was just like the honeybees. Oh, I don't know. All right. Do... Ask Pooh Bear. He may know. Hmm. Do bumblebees bumble die sting. when they sting you? I'm oh, this just baby a... bumblebee. Maybe they don't sting at all. Hold on. Wait, what is that song like? Something about a baby bumblebee. Oh, check this out. The bumblebees are dangerous. Queen and worker bumblebees can sting. Unlike in honeybees, a bumblebee sting lacks barbs. So the bee can sting repeatedly without injuring oh. itself. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're not normally aggressive, but may sting in defense of their nest or if harmed. So, yeah. But, I mean, you, anytime you see a bumblebee coming at you, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Sometimes Any I'm just like, oh. Anyhow, popping my P's, bopping my B's, but I'm trying not to. So I came up with a plan. This Joel goes on. I came up with a plan about the panels that I wanted to go to, and I came up <laughs> with some with some backup plans. I had plans. Why do you keep saying plans, Joel? I had plans to do the Star Wars 40-year anniversary panel on day one. We took the first shuttle to the convention center and were there at 5 a.m. According to the website, no one would be allowed to queue earlier than that unless they were in the sleepover group inside the hall. Lies. Anyone there? Er Lies! Deceptions! Deceptions! Borgullet will know the truth. Anyone earlier, uh, anyone there earlier would be dispersed by security. When we got there at 5, there was already probably a line of about 3,000 people. By the time we got to the end of the line, we were halfway around the convention center. I told the boys we weren't going to get into the 40th anniversary panel. We got in and were able to get wristbands for the celebration stage for both Ann McDermott and Ray Park in about five minutes. Oh, uh, that means he was in front of me then. Nice. I then went and got in line to get on the convention floor. I told the boys would make a beeline to the celebration store. Once the doors opened, we went straight to the store, and we only waited about 30 minutes to get in. We got everything we wanted. The Star Wars pins you could only get at checkout. I guess that last celebration, people just swept the pegs and bought them all the first day. We mm -hmm. were in and out of the store in an hour. We went and ran around the show floor and showed up about 30 minutes before the panel started and got seated. No problem. My main philosophy going to the convention was I wasn't going to spend the convention waiting in line. On day two, we were there again at 5 a.m. 
The bus dropped us off, and we started to walk towards the end of the line to get into the convention. We kept walking and walking, and eventually we lapped the convention center, and the end of the line ended up being where we were originally dropped off by the bus. I told the boys we would not be going to the Last Jedi panel. Again, it only took five minutes to get, five minutes to get wristbands for Mark Hamill's Carrie Fisher tribute, uh, for bo- both for the celebration stage. I also went to the Displaying Your Star Wars collection. We spent the rest of the time exploring the show floor and hunting down pins for my son. And we left on Saturday to get home for Easter. My impression, I had a great time. I'll never forget. I didn't spend any time waiting in line for anything. I didn't get any convention exclusive, uh, exclusives other than the ones in the convention store. And I know a lot of people that waited in line for three hours to get the tickets for the Hasbro exclusive. I'll wait and buy off of eBay for the same price at the convention. I guess my only complaint is why publish these rules about queuing if you're not going to enforce them? There were a lot of people that, there that made plans about uh, based on the queuing policy. Again, a lot of B's and P's. But because we skipped two in a row, those panels, we were able to see so much more and have a better time. I'm tired of about people just complaining and getting furious about these things. Hey, you were at Celebration. Uh, there are many people that would die to be there. Oh, hey, you're at Star Wars Celebration. There are many people that would die to be there. Had to read that sentence right. The more I'm around people, the more I find uh, the more I'm around people, I find some people are bound and determined to have a bad time wherever they are. Anyway, sorry you weren't there. Thanks for the great show. Keep up the great work. And that's Joel. Teresa, I want to talk to you about the line situation momentarily. <laughs> William. Okay. Will from St. John's, Newfoundland in Canada. Hello, Will. He's a Newfie. Hey, Steve. Does he have lots of P's and B's? Mm, doesn't look like it. Hey, Steve, long-time listener, infrequent emailer. I just wanted to write in to tip my hat to you, sir, for the tremendous Not at Celebration coverage once again. Hearing you break down all the news is like having a warm cup of hot chocolate with Star Wars-themed marshmallows. Incredibly comforting. I hope you have a happy, joyous Easter as well. Now on to my other reason for writing you. I recently heard that on Good Morning America interview that Mark Hamill stated he fundamentally disagreed with the direction of his character as laid out in the script for The Last Jedi by Ryan Johnson. However, he did eventually come around. You can see the story here, and he gives me the YouTube link. I have not watched it. I'm curious, what do you think this will mean for the film? Should fans be worried? Do you think we'll get a Luke Skywalker that is so vastly different from what we know and love that we're going to dislike him? Why would an actor come out and make such statements? Anyhow... I'm looking forward to your thoughts on any other geeky topics, preferably Star Wars-based. May the Force be with you. May the Force of others be with you. Cheers. And that's uh, Will from St. John, Newfoundland. Um, hmm. I didn't see the interview. And um, I've known... I've Mar- seen it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And he, w- he didn't like... He was initially unhappy with what Ryan Johnson had laid out? He was, but then he also said, maybe I should just shut up because he was... He was kind of upset with, um, with like Luke in The Force Awakens, or he was didn't think it was a good idea, and then it ended up being a good idea. So right. he's kind of in that mindset of like, well, maybe I'm dumb. Well, I mean, you know, Teresa, the line that has shaken fandom, um, not not the line that made us cry, which was Hera turning around and saying, "May the Force be with you," but the line that has shaken fandom is, you know, it's time for the Jedi to end, and. <clears throat> that's an intriguing concept that Luke has come to this point of, we just don't need Jedi. Jedi are causing more problems than they're, I mean, I, I, I'm reading a lot into that, but Jedi are causing more problems than they're worth. And maybe, maybe it's Mark Hamill's, you know, kind of having in his own mind for Luke, the same idealistic teenager we all met in that original trilogy. 
Yeah, we just don't know what the context is. We also don't know if it's going to be cut out. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He did look like he was wearing more of a shorty robe standing in that doorway. <laughs> if you watch, if you watch that silhouette, I also saw this tweeted today, Teresa. I saw a picture that someone did a side by side. Remember a couple of celebrations ago, and this was when we were all still into the Tops card collector app. Oh yeah. Um, and remember, Dave Filoni did those Ahsoka cards. Oh, yep, the Ahsoka cards. And it looks a whole lot like that one. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting. For those of you who need an explanation, let me explain real quick. On one of the cards, there it's 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 basically an opening, and you see Ahsoka walking away from uh, not. She's not quite in silhouette, but the whole card is done in reds and blacks and, and a little bit of whites, and um. And and it's and the and the opening that she that you were looking at her through looks very much like the cave door that Mark is standing in or Luke is standing in, as you see him at the end of the Last Jedi trailer. So it's really intriguing, you know that you know that people are making these connections. Um, and, intriguing, uh, or like, why are we spending so much time thinking about it? <laughs> Well, I'm, you know, that's what that's what a lot of fans do. I know you don't like to speculate. <laughs> you know, you've made that clear well, on I the know Rebel. They do, and I think it's cool. I actually think that one is neat, like mm-hmm. the comparison with the Ahsoka thing. But I'm like, guys, Ahsoka's not in this movie. I don't. Well, I don't think they're saying Ahsoka's in the movie. I think, or maybe they are. I think what they're saying is is that is that maybe Luke and Ahsoka, because Ahsoka became this great hero without being a Jedi proper. Mm-hmm. You know, she was still using the force, and and I would think that she would still be a force for light, um, and for good. But you know, I, I think that's more the connection they're making. Mm. So, and I tend to think that the idea of the Jedi being ended is that we've got to stop doing things the way they were always done because that hasn't worked out for anybody. Nope. You know, so um, I, I want to throw this out at you too. I saw something really neat online the other day as well. Someone had made a meme. You remember that scene in Revenge of the Sith when they're fighting Count Dooku, um, Obi-Wan and Anakin, and Count Dooku flings Obi-Wan across the way and drops that whole like catwalk on him and he's knocked out yeah. cold. And then as they're leaving, as as they free as Anakin frees Palpatine and they're getting the heck out of Dodge, Anakin goes to check on Obi-Wan and Palpatine's like, Anakin, leave him, there's no time. Mm-hmm. And Anakin says, his fate will be the same as ours. Mm-hmm. Um, how did Obi-Wan, where, let me say it like this, where did Obi-Wan die? Um, on the Death Star? Mm-hmm. Where did uh, Darth Vader die? On the Death Star? Where did the Emperor die? Down a chute? Mm-hmm. On oh, the Death Star? Exactly. <laughs> Their fates were the same. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying George. I was like, this is a quiz. Not, what is happening? Well, now <laughs> put it. Right answer. Now put it all together. His fate will be the same as ours. We all died on a Death Star. Mm, How crazy is named. right? How crazy it's is a that? Death Star. Yeah, but their fate. That you're missing the point, Teresa. No, I get it. <laughs> I need you to. I get it, but it, you don't understand how traumatizing that was for me just now. Oh, okay. I was like, wait. Because I put you in a quiz. Because I put you in a quiz. But like down in a shoot, but like on the Death Star, right? Right. right. And my voice progressively gets higher. Mm-hmm. Death Star? Mm-hmm. Death Star? 
I know. I'm waiting for the realization as you get past the where did Darth Vader die to, oh my gosh, it was all on a Death Star. But you're like, oh no, what's the next question? Oh my gosh, what's the next question? <laughs> I'm like, Club Penguin. Please, please stop asking questions, Steve. You're like please. Club Penguin. Club Penguin, I hate it. Hey, stupid club <laughs> Oh, and finally, our Goliverse International Man of Mystery, Dominique Garant, chimes in. He says, this, is, uh, this was my second celebration. You did a great job covering the thing, so I'll give my quick two cents. I went there with my family, my wife and two daughters, 10 and 15 years old. Saw a lot of people, Jason and Jimmy from RFR, David Collins, Eric, Scott. Wow. For my, for my Star Wars story, the fangirls going rogue, the Blanton kids, etc. But I didn't approach most of them because my French Canadian accent. I just feel with my French Canadian accent. I just feel awkward to go up to someone and say hi. Uh, I know you don't know me. Um, have a nice day. No, come say hi. Always come say hi. Exactly, because Teresa saw someone wearing a Geek Out Loud shirt and she got shy. Well, I didn't know they were. <laughs> and they were walking behind me, and he looked at me kind of, and I looked at him kind of, and I was like, Oh, do I what? No, oh no, he too late. All right, from now on, <laughs> here's the deal. I should have just been like, in seagulls poking my but, head, <laughs> and see if he said not fun. You know, one day Let's finish the line. That's right. Um, here's okay. We need to set this. We need to set this system up right now because the truth of the matter is, our ilk, that being the geeks of the world, we tend to get kind of shy. You know, even though we want to say hello. And none of us would be bothered if someone stepped up and said hello. Mm -mm. But if you see someone who's a member of the Goliverse out in the wild, and you know they're a member of the Goliverse because they're wearing a Geek Out Loud shirt, they're wearing a flamingo, yo-yoing flamingo shirt, they're wearing a baby mushroom shirt, they're wearing whatever, Mark Out Loud, instead of feeling like you've got to go up to them, if you make eye contact, do the big thumbs up and the open face smile. And that okay. way, yeah, and that way, everyone will know. And we'll, and you'll know the connections there. I should have said hi to that guy. Hey, guy, if you know, if you saw me. <laughs> Who are you, Rocky Balboa? Hey, guy. Hey, guy. I should have said hey to you, I'm but sorry, I, didn't. I didn't say hello. <laughs> um, I he, panicked. <laughs> he says he did pass the corn to Erish, though, so. No, that's. Good. Well, Eric said he had a lot of people coming to the booth, and they'd either walk by or they'd be in line, and they'd just be like, yeah, pass the corn. And I'm like, what did your coworkers think of it? He's like, I think they got tired of it eventually. Um, so I love the fact there were enough people to kind of cause his coworkers to, eat, to at one point look sideways and then just kind of like, oh, my gosh, not again, and then just blow it off the rest of the time. Yeah, I want to address something. Um, Christopher Marino, he's in the chat. I already kind of knew this. He apparently saw me and he didn't say hi because he got nervous. So, always say hi. Always say hi. Um, I need to, and also real quick, got to back up. Maui Mark says, didn't Darth Vader kill Anakin on Coruscant? Not at all, because there was still good in him. And Anakin showed back up on the Death Star, and that's mm -hmm. where Anakin died. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm, died on mm -hmm. the... Uh, <clears throat> so, anyhow. Um, where was I in this? Uh, he, he laid this out, the bad, the good, the bad. I'm going to go to... I'm going to go the bad, the good, so we can end on a positive note. Yeah, Chris did <clears throat> give me the Winnie the Pooh pop. What is the Winnie the Pooh pop? So, I got the Winnie the Pooh pop vinyl. Oh, okay. <laughs> <And> it... <laughs> I thought it was an action. I'm like, what's a Winnie... <laughs> How does one do the Winnie the Pooh Pop? Is that a new dance? 
Oh my God. Is that like his ex? Is that what we call his exercise dance? <laughs> Up, down, touch the ground. Uh, no. In the mood. So I did. I well, so yes, but like it, there wasn't like a huge acknowledgement of each other, and I feel so bad about it. Mm. But the Winnie the Pooh pop came home with me. Sans his box. His box did not come home with me. Mm. I had to fit him in to the bag. So, uh, but I have him, and he's so cute. He's from the new Pooh movie that's coming up soon on Disney Vault Talk, and he's just adorable. So Dominique goes on. He says, "Here's the bad. You covered this. The lines were terrible. I think there was a good intention with the wristband idea, but it backfired. This celebration was definitely not friendly toward older folk, the forty-plus-year-old OT crew like me and families." I do not work in that field, so I'm not sure how I would do things, but there must be a way to make this better. As I said, Star Wars lives thanks to families and kids. Something needs fixing. Maybe add more big screens for streaming. This time, if you were not in a room, the only place was the live stage where the sound was really bad and you needed to mass up, standing in a very little area. Wedge on the Rebel Reunion panel. This was a fun panel. Even if he doesn't like Star Wars much, I wish Wedge had done a little research. Maybe watch your scene once before coming to Celebration. Jeez, I haven't heard about the Rebel Reunion panel. That's information for me that I've not gotten in on with the uh, celebration. The closing ceremony. No no announcement about nothing. Han Solo movie, next celebration, next standalone, no surprise guests. Nothing but all the hosts saying thank you for an hour. Blech. All exclusive merch. Funko, Hot Wheel, Hasbro, Celebration Store. I wish that once I paid for my badge and flew across America to get there, I could get an exclusive without standing in line for a million hours. They were all understocked. Poor planning. Uh, you know, I talked to Arish, um, and I don't know if we... I, it had to be on the show, because that's when we talked, but they were out of their the throne book on Saturday. They were completely out of their exclusive. And, Poor Arish. And I, and I asked him, I said, you know, I said, um, I said, is this... I said, I'm not, I said, I'm not trying to be smart-alecky here, but is the idea, did you guys just not plan for enough, or were you doing... You know, what What happened? He's like, we really thought we had plenty. We thought we'd be coming home with extras. Yeah, the crowd, they underestimated mm-hmm. the crowds. I mean, like, literally, I believe the number is that there was 70,000 plus. Mm-hmm. Which is And that's more just than Saturday. Both, yeah, then that's more than, that's more than both, like, well, the last celebration, but, like, the last Orlando celebration mm-hmm. and just, I mean, it's a stupid amount of yeah. people. Yeah. It's stupid. The the quote I heard from, Be- from one Bethany Blanton, happy birthday yesterday, by the way. Happy birthday. Was the sheer amount of people was disappointing. <laughs> what? What? Well, I don't just get it. The sheer, like you, disappointing is not a word you would choose. I would think anyone would use when they're talking about a crowd of people. Wow. This, this sheer amount of people is just disappointing. And, and it's the idea of, there were so many that it it kind of put a damper a little bit on things, um, and I think that's well, kind of the uh, the, it, the it maybe unless you had magic day like I did. Mm-hmm. I had a magic day, Steve. Like, oh my god, it was magic! It was amazing. And also, <clears throat> maybe if, hmm, well, okay, uh, I, because see, uh, it's hard. Because I got kind of spoiled, so maybe my experience isn't as bad as others. Mm-hmm. Because I got sparkly wristbands. Oh. So, 
hmm. Now, what's a sparkly wristband? VIP. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Well, real quick, let's get to the good for Dominique. He says the fans. This is the main reason to go, the positive energy, the cool costumes, and mostly the kids. Lucas reminded us he made it for kids, and without them there would be no more Star Wars. A few franchises understand this and keep the kids in mind. Star Wars, Marvel, Harry Potter. The joy of sharing your fandom with kids is great. The fantastic, non-sexy girl cosplay. I've been to a few Comic-Cons, and most ladies are dressed... Mm, Let's just say it's about the physical appeal, but at Celebration, I was seeing Rays, Sabines, Mandos, Lady Troopers, Jedi, etc. As a father, it's great to see so many great ways for women to express themselves as powerful heroes. The Filoni panel with the Cad Bane and Boba Fett face-off. I went to that. Uh, I watched that, and they did not show anything. It was a terribly produced panel that first day, but it was just, you know, technical, whatever. The cosplay championship panel was really fun and a surprise for me. The little Sith girl who wouldn't stop spinning her double-bladed lightsaber was precious. She was cute as she could be. We got a trailer. The Rebel sneak peek with my daughters. Filoni is doing great, giving the Mandos back to the fans with custom armor and clans. And uh, here's his crazy episode 8 theory. The idea takes into account, one, the film needs a twist. What's a twist? Ray training and fighting evil is too straightforward. We need that I'm your father moment. Two, the story must feature a Skywalker. Three, Hayden is at celebration. Four, rumors of filming at indoor location. Five, Disney saying Lucas or Daisy saying Luke won't be what she hoped for. Six, the Jedi must inline. Seven, Kylo's broken mask in the trailer. Eight, the poster where Ray is split between Luke and Kylo. So here we go. Luke refuses to train Ray. Meanwhile, Snoke trains Kylo but asks for more. Kill your mother. Kylo hesitates. Killing his father left a scar on him. And if Vader doesn't want to kill his son, would he want Kylo to kill his daughter? So Kylo goes back, but it's his mother. Anyhow, Kylo goes back to Endor, where he got the Vader mask, I guess, and meditates, and Anakin's ghost appears to him. Hayden Anakin tells Kylo that he's on the wrong path, and if he wants to be so much like him, he should try to redeem himself. So Kylo seeks Rey and offers a trainer so they can both, using light and dark, fight Snoke. Maybe a romance? What better balance could there be than a light-dark couple? Have a good one, Dominique Garant. Holy hmm. crap. That's a, not a bad theory, I don't That's think. That's a mind-blown that is. That's a good theory. I like it. I, I like it. Uh, but you know when I Ray, don't think that's what's going to happen. Mm-mm. No, I don't either. But it is a good theory. I, I, you know, when when Daisy said that, you know, the she said, you know, when you meet your heroes, be careful about meeting your heroes because they'll let you down. That's kind of what happened with Luke. She's kind of disappointed. It's not what she expected. It the same thing happened with Luke and Yoda. Yeah. You know, Luke. That's not what Luke expected at first from Yoda. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't expect Yoda to be his backpack. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> he didn't expect the run, 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 jump. jump. I can be your backpack, can be backpack, while, backpack you while you run. <laughs> All right, Teresa, where do we start with your celebration experience? Do you just want to start with a magical day? Uh, no, because that's Friday. Okay. Well, then uh, let's start with Thursday. All right. So Thursday, we got there around 6. So we got there a little bit later than our friend that emailed. And... I will admit, I was grumpy. Mm. I was grumpy. I was tired. I was not feeling great. My tummy kind of hurt. It was just all kinds of whatever. And then when we we had to walk 10,000 miles. Mm-hmm. And, and I would walk 5,000 miles. miles. And I would. Anyway, so we were like wrapped around the building twice, okay. essentially, in this line. 
And see, when I'm cold, this is part of the reason I don't like being cold. And it's not like it was freezing, like, below zero or anything. But if it's even slightly windy or anything, it makes my ears hurt. And so mm. my ears were cold, and they hurt. I'm going to sound like Rolly from freaking 101 Dalmatians. But my ears were cold. My nose was cold. My When my skin gets cold, it itches. And, like, I had on skinny jeans. And so I was just, like, itchy. And my ears were cold and stuff. And I was just like, this sucks. <laughs> and I was pouting, sitting on the curb, and all this stuff. And so then, and we're trying to get a wristband for the 40th panel. And so we go, we finally start moving, and, I, and then I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom. And so I, like, run away to go to the bathroom. And then I come back, and guess what? We're still in line outside. Mm-hmm. So I join back in the line, and then we finally get in. And then they call us over and they go, oh, you're media. You can get in this line over here. That's stupid short. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, this is ridiculously dumb. And so I'm still super grouchy at this point. So we get in and then I'm like, oh, so we have to go to this queue hall and then we have to get in a line again. Of course you do. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is still dumb. So we get in the line and... Riley and Bethany walked by us, and they had gotten into the celebration stage. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe we'll at least get in the celebration stage. And by the time we get up there, we got behind the scene stage. But I was like, hey, at least we got into a room where I can sit down, and it's not cold outside. Right. But right? now they generally keep the convention center down there cold. It wasn't too bad. Okay. It wasn't it, it wasn't like it was outside. So... So anyway, we get to the behind-the-scenes stage, and we ended up being in the same room as Tom Riddle from, not Harry Potter. Oh, well, I was about to from, say, Voldemort? From, from Star Wars in the Classroom, and Bria Lavornier from Tashi Station. At Chaos and Bria. So, yeah, and so we were we were with them, and we were in Amy's room, which is the behind-the-scenes stage, and back up. So before we go and find our seats and stuff, we decided to go eat breakfast. And this is when I sent you some pictures and some video. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting on the floor, and I start playing the Seagulls song on my speaker. <laughs> suddenly. And everybody's singing it and, like, dancing and stuff. And suddenly it's happy. Uh-huh. And so it was much better because Teresa's inside, her ears don't hurt anymore, and that happens. Rockin', rockin' and rollin'. Man, that has just gotten into the into the Star Wars canon, hasn't it? It has. And I will actually post the video of us sitting on the Geek Out Loud um, Guardians <laughs> of the Gulliver's Facebook page. I'll post it so in there fun. so you guys can see it. And also during this time, I get Riley to sing and dance to songs from La La Land. Hmm. The movie, and get, he dances himself right into a metal detector. It was yes. hilarious. It was great. I don't have it on video. I wish I did, but it was very funny. And so then we go get in line to go get seats for the behind-the-scenes stage. And we got some coffee while we were waiting in line because we walked by a coffee thing. And then here's one of the coolest things happens is Steve Sansweet shows up. Oh, wow. Great. He shows up, and, he, and he's just standing there. And I'm like, hey, Steve. And he looks at me, and he goes, oh, my gosh. He's like, Teresa, hi. And he gives me a hug. And I was like, whoa. Wow. He knows my name. And then he goes, I don't know where I'm supposed to be. 
<laughs> and You're... I'm like, what, well, where are you supposed to be? And he showed me his like ticket thingy, and he was supposed to be at the Galaxy stage. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I don't know where anything is. Shut up. I don't know where anything Hold is. Hold on. So I, so I said, okay, well, I believe the Galaxy stage is on the fourth floor, and we're currently on the third floor. There's a fourth floor? Yeah. <laughs> Was this on the same side of the road as it's always been down there? This is on the West Concourse? Yeah. Yeah, there was a fourth floor. Huh. And so I said, I, I believe you have to be on the fourth floor. So I, you need to go down these escalators right here, and you need to go but you that were... way. Okay. I'm going based off of what I had seen, mm-hmm. not really knowing what I was talking about. So uh, here's what I thought you were about to tell me. You walked with Steve Sansweet to the Galaxy stage, and he's like, well, just come on in here. No. Okay. No. So I said, you need to go down these escalators, go that way, and then there's a bunch of double escalators and elevator, and you can go up to the fourth floor. And I think that's where you're supposed to be. And he said, oh, okay, thank you. And I said, I'll see you later today. And he was like, the collector's cast podcast stage? And I said, yeah. And he's like, looking forward to it. And I was like, oh, cool. Nice. And so then we get into the room for the 40th panel, and we were having such a great time. But they royally effed up at the beginning mm. because the stream was actually showing, like, the stream in the room was actually showing, like, from the side camera. Hmm. So you couldn't even see, like, the front of the stage. Wow. You could just see, like, off to the side. And everyone in the room starts, like, screaming and booing. Oh, no. And poor Amy. And I texted Amy, and I said, Amy, number one, they need to dim the lights so that we can actually see the stage or see the screen. And she she uh, messages me back and says, I just told them that. And I said, second, can we switch cameras here? <laughs> <laughs> and so then someone does. But guess they switched us to what you guys were seeing on YouTube. Oh, nice. So I'm literally watching YouTube on a huge screen. Yeah. And so then when they switch it to YouTube, there's no sound. Oh, no. And everybody starts booing again. Oh, my gosh. And this person goes, this person from the celebration staff goes, we are aware, on the mic, she's like, we are aware of the technical difficulties. We're working to fix it. Please be patient. And everybody's like, boo, shut up. Like, Oh, wow. They went dark side quick. Yeah, they did. They did. And there's all these tweets going out from the room that are like, you know, way to be prepared, read pop, and, like, all this nasty stuff. And I was just watching my phone, like, feed blow right. up at all these people. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God, this is so bad. And then once they fix it, everybody's like, yay, we're right. fine now. We're all happy now. We're all we're fine all here. Now. How are you? And so then we got to enjoy, like, the, the rest of the 40th panel. It was basically up until kind of the end of the video Mm -hmm. that they played at the beginning okay and so we got to see the rest of it and it was really great and there were moments where i was like you know sort of emotional when george lucas came out it was crazy like i know you would have been like george lucas yay i was like oh cool he's here (laughs) i was just i I was sort of indifferent because i figured well if he shows up awesome if he doesn't show up it makes sense in my head you know but then i was like i'm glad he's here that's good but when it got really good was when anthony daniels starts telling these stories he's like do you remember this and george is like no he's like you're about to embarrass me stop talking (laughs) 
was so funny. And then I lost my stuff when John Williams came out. Mm-hmm. Completely lost it. But so let's see what happened the rest of Thursday. So we did that. Oh, we and we did get wristbands for the Dave Filoni animation panel, and I loved it. Yeah, I love listening to Dave and Pablo. Mm-hmm. I love hearing all their insights. I love just getting some behind the scenes information. Uh, the rough animation that's kind of like the voiceovers done, but right. it's not really obviously great. I haven't loved it in the past, but maybe it was because it was on my home computer. Mm-hmm. But watching it on the big screen was really cool for me, and it explained the dent in Boba Fett's helmet, you know? Right. And I'm like, that is so awesome. So I really liked it, and it had a very, like, western tombstone kind of feel. And I thought that was really cool. So that was really fun. And I'm trying to remember... I want to go. I want to go back to the fortieth panel real quick. What oh. was what was the response in room when Harrison Ford comes walking out? Oh, everybody like freaked out and stood up and started screaming. Nice. Now I had this gut feeling that he was going to be there, so I nobody told me he was. I just had this feeling he was going to be there. So when he came out, I believe the first thing I said was, "I told you." <laughs> I think was the first thing. <laughs> oh, my words were, "Shut up." Shut up! Um, now I, because, let's talk about let's talk about Warwick's joke. Oh, about landing on I four. Yes, <laughs> I was like, "Well played, sir." Uh, yeah, because what's Harrison going to do? Kick Warwick Davis? <laughs> you can't do that. You can't. You can't kick a little person like that. Um, I I just I was watching you know because they had all those back at Celebration three they had a lot of the cast do those, hey, wish I could be there videos, you know, like mm-hmm. they did with Sam Jackson and Liam Neeson and all. Oh, those were good. And so I kept expecting a Ewan McGregor one. And I kept, oh, I know. And I, I was so disappointed. And I expected a Harrison Ford one. And so when Wicket is talking about, I mean, Warwick Davis is talking about <laughs> Wicket. Um, when Warwick is saying, you know, well, we've got George, we've got Mark, we've got, you know, three, and I'm thought, oh, wow, they're, okay, so now he's about to play the video from Harrison Ford. And he's like, it couldn't be more epic, or could it? I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's there. And then he comes walking down, I'm like, shut up, this is amazing. Um, it, it's just, I don't know, it, it's weird, not weird, it's weird in a great way to see Harrison Ford starting to embrace these kinds of things. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was so cool that he was there. And, no, here's the thing. I was expecting you and McGregor to walk out. Well, and when he never had one of those videos, I thought, okay, they're announcing an Obi-Wan movie later on this weekend, and he's going to be there. Yeah, I was really it. bummed. Yeah. Because I already had hot Hayden out there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, give me hot Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you something, Steve. Yes. That Hayden Christensen, mm-hmm. oh my God. He's a looker, huh? I will objectify this man for a moment. Okay. He was so hot. Men love being objectified, by the way. Oh my God. I was just like, can I please have some whatever that is? <laughs> I need that. I will take three to go. Thank you. Three Thank you very much. And it doesn't help the fact that he's like the sweetest guy ever. Mm-hmm. And he so was afraid he was going to get booed and that. And, okay. Now, now a, wait a minute. I, I have a rub, Steve. You have a rub? I have a rub. Okay. With fandom. Oh, there's the rub. All right. 
we have created an environment mm -hmm. with all of the people who have bashed the prequels mm -hmm. and bashed his performance and yes. been so cruel. Yes, get on your soapbox. Stand and there we and shout have, it. We have bullied without even realizing Amen. that we have some of these actors that were in the prequels to the point that they are scared to be involved with Star Wars. Mm. And they or don't feel comfortable. Yes. And, or bitter. And they don't feel like they belong in our Star Wars universe. And that is that disgusts me. Mm -hmm. And it's terrible. Yep. And how dare we bully people because almost all of us were bullied. And that is just messed up yep. and ridiculous. And to have somebody like Hayden Christensen, who is super nice, very kind, he's an amazing person, feel like he doesn't belong in the green room with all of the other actors from Star Wars and to feel like he's doesn't doesn't want to go on stage because he's going to get booed by people like that's effed up. Now, let me and ask it makes you me mad. Let me ask you this because you're saying a lot of definitive statements. I okay, and I this comes from a place of fact. Okay. I spent um, some quality time with Tracy Kenobio okay. and she was handling Hayden. Oh, and nice. she told me about some of the things that he was concerned about, which is the stuff that I just conveyed. Mm -hmm. And I dis it disgusts me. Yeah, yeah. And I cannot believe that we have created this environment. And I hope that he has heard, because I asked her to tell him, like, that so many of us love him. We love what yes. he's done. Yeah. He's a part of Star Wars for us to please keep coming back to stuff. You know, he needs to he needs to be more involved. And from the people who did the photo ops with him, mm -hmm. nothing but amazingly nice, kind stuff said yeah. about him. Yep. Yeah. So Well, and know, he said, you know, and by I think by the end of the weekend a lot of those fears had calmed down. Because he did at one point he was sitting there with D Goots on the Star Wars live stage and um said, I'm home. Oh good. This is home. Yeah, I didn't, and I haven't seen all of that yeah. stuff, so I'm glad. But, like, we need to be very careful well, about what we say and how we talk about these people because we're affecting people, and we don't even realize we're doing it. Well, can may I step up on your soapbox with you? Yes, please. Thank you. I mean, I'll take you one even further. I feel like that it is – look, people are responsible for their own decisions in life. I get that. But you look at a Jake Lloyd right now. Are you going to tell me that if fandom hadn't embraced that kid more, that he would be where he's at right now? I don't. I don't know that he would be. I don't know that he would be, but I mean, in his case, we are dealing with somebody who does have a mental illness. If he really, truly is schizophrenic. Okay, but what's the root? Know? But here's the thing: what's the root of that? Yeah. You know. I mean, well, who knows? I right? mean, I mean, that comes from. A long time of you know spending too much time on the internet, probably seeing how in it, how much of an idiot and how much people hated you as a child. As a child, yeah, that's terrible. You know, and and then let's take. I'll give you one more. Where's Ahmed Best been? And he used to be at Star Wars Weekends. And when mm -hmm. I met him at Star Wars Weekends, I told him I was like, "You were amazing in the Phantom Menace. I loved your performance. Thank you for taking your time out to be here when I got his autograph and stuff, mm -hmm. and I got a picture with him. And I hope that meant something to him, because people are just, bah. Well, and I don't think people realize how much he brought to that character and, and to the Phantom Menace and, and what he was doing. If you, There's a great podcast out there called I Was There Too with Matt Gorley. Matt Gorley is hilarious. And what he does generally is he gets people who did like bit parts 
in movies to come on this show and talk about their time on these big movies. Well, in this case, he had Ahmed Best on, and and he, mm. you know, he says, he says this isn't really I was there too. This is I was there because this person was a major player in Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. And Ahmed talked about his experience working with George Lucas, and there were things that he wanted to do physically that George didn't realize he could do. And, um, like, there's a moment where he jumps up, Jar Jar jumps up and just kind of dives onto the ground. And he was said, I was talking to Ewan, and I'm like, I kind of want to do this. Or he said, I was saying it to Liam, and Liam's like, we'll just go tell George. And he's like, hey, George, come here. And uh, <laughs> And... And and he's like, can I do this? And George's like, well, I mean, can you do that? And he's like, yeah, I can do that. And he's like, yeah, let's try it, you know. And and so there there are physical cues and stuff that he brought to, um, that he brought to the table that, you know, George wasn't even looking for, but he did, and he made that character. He defined a lot of that character, and also one of the first like full motion capture characters. You know, he wasn't quite doing mocap as we know mocap, but he was there, you know, on set doing stuff that they mimicked in, in animation and all. So, um, it, it is what it is, and, and I just hate it. I hate that people, because some of the things that were being bandied about about Jar Jar was racist, homophobic, mm -hmm. like just weird stuff that people would pull out of nowhere, and it's like, he's a, he's a space frog. You know, how is that racist? And it, he's a he's a space frog being portrayed by an African-American. Mm -hmm. You know, and these are things that by all reports really kind of hurt Ahmed. And it's like, why would you? Like, God bless him for, you know, voicing Jar Jar on the Clone Wars and being at things like Star Wars Weekends and everything. But I'm like, why would you? You know, after all that, why would you? And um, so I just, uh, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I think Hayden... Here's the thing. I don't think Hayden is as wooden an actor as people say he is. I, I still maintain, particularly in Revenge of the Sith, when he talks, if you pitch his voice down to Vader levels, he's doing the cadence of Darth Vader. He talks he's like doing, Darth Vader. He's doing his job. Mm-hmm. And he did it well. The reason you hate him so much is because you're supposed to. <laughs> because he did his job, That's people. right. That's right. Golly. Ugh, so, anyway, anyhow, I hope that he learned how much we do really care about him and that all those other people suck. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So, Tree, but, yes, now, so Thursday was, was interesting. Was Thursday the Galactic Nights? That was Friday. That was Friday. And that plays mm -hmm. into your magical day. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your magical let's day. Let's talk magic day. Okay, so magic day. Magic day is amazing. So, magic day is the day of the Last Jedi panel. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the morning to some emails and texts saying, you know, that there was a possibility that I could get VIP press and that I wouldn't have to wait in lines for wristbands. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So I get to sleep a little bit later and I maybe don't have to wait in line. And so I get there and I'm waiting to find out. And I did actually get to get a VIP press nice. wristband for reserve seating. So that was nice. And being in that room with, the you know the actual room with the live stage and the VIP wristband and stuff that was really awesome like mm -hmm. it brought back memories from Anaheim and yeah. and my spoiledness and so I was just like this is so great and so we get to do that and we see the trailer we get the poster and all of this really cool stuff and then and I actually have to back up to Thursday mm -hmm. 
because Thursday we did interviews with DK and with Jordan White from Marvel and some other stuff. So Bookworms did some interviews. Mm -hmm. And we got the carry posters that were at the 40th panel that they handed out that were numbered. Yeah. We got two of them. Nice. Well, I hope Aaron Goins listens to this. (laughs) Because he lost them. No. He set them down on a table and we're pretty sure they just got stolen. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he he turns around to me at one point and says, I don't have our Leia posters anymore. And I'm like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, they're gone. And I'm like, what'd you do? And so I'm giving him relentless crap for like the next 24 hours about mm-hmm. like, are you sure I can hand this to you? Are you sure you're not going to lose it? Just over and over and over again. <laughs> Christopher Marino says he forgot his in his hotel. Oh, no. Oh, man. Which, by the way, I want to just get, I'm just going to give a shout out real quick. Speaking of that Last Jedi poster specifically, I know you're talking about the Carrie poster, but um, I got to give a shout out to uh, John Lowe, who was mm-hmm. on some of the Not at Celebration coverage. He snagged a poster for me. Oh, nice. Um, and as well as Nick Botkin, who uh, who snagged the Celebration exclusive um, six-inch black series figure for me. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so the I love the Last Jedi poster. So as we're leaving the room and we're going to get these posters, I, when they well, when they previewed the poster and said we were going to get it, I turned to Aaron, and before I could even speak, he goes, I'm not going to lose these. Nice. <laughs> I was like, okay. So we get our posters and we leave. And then, oh my gosh, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of everything that made it Magic Days. So there was that. And then what what happened after? I'm like trying to recall everything. Well, your friend Vanessa Marshall was on her way to uh, to the convention center at that moment in time. And she actually watched the trailer for the first time on the Star Wars live show stage. Oh, she did? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm stalking Vanessa Marshall or anything. Well, see, but you have a different look into what was going on because you were paying attention to that stuff when I wasn't. Right. You know, so... Well, and sense. I mean, look, to be fair, the minute Vanessa Marshall's name gets mentioned, I immediately am like, okay, let's see what Vanessa's doing. Yeah. But I'm not, I mean, I'm not stalking her. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. Okay. It makes sense. So, okay, so we get... We get that. And then we go to the show floor, I believe, and I'm probably missing some stuff, but we go to the show floor and the like the line for the celebration stage or celebration show is ridiculous. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. And all I want to do is get into her universe. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. I don't want to go to the celebration store. I just want to go to her universe, which is inside the celebration store. So, therefore, I have to. So, I'm just like, wow, I'm not going to get in. I'm not going to be able to get the clothes that I want. You know, I'm not. they're going to be sold out by the time I'm able to get in there. And it's just whatever. And so, we're walking around. And I see one of my friends, which is also one of... She's related to Ashley. Mm-hmm. And I believe she's like her sister-in-law or something like okay. that. And, I, and we used to work together when we did Star Wars Weekends when I would work at her universe. Oh, okay. And I said, hey, how's it going? And I said, hey, do I need to wait in the long one? <laughs> nice. Well played, Teresa. Well played. And she said, she said, no, come on with me. 
It's not so what got, you know. I got backdoored. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not say it like that. Well, not, well you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I got I got to go through the side door where the cupcakes are. Yeah. So here's what here's something I'm really happy about right now, not to interrupt your story, but apparently I'm being shipped with Vanessa in the chat now. Uh. <laughs> Vanessa Steve. Stanessa. Stanessa. Yeah. That's funny. I like Stanessa the best. Okay. <laughs> so we get in the celebration store and I actually get the items that I wanted, which was the Rebellion Romper, which is the blue thing that you've seen. Mm-hmm. It's like shorts and a tank connected to each other. Right. And the Harris shirt. Cool. And so we go to check out at the celebration store and we get moved into the media VIP line. So I was like, yes, don't have to wait in the long line to check out. There's like a long line to get in and then a stupidly long line to mm-hmm, check out. Mm-hmm. And so then we're up there at the counter and we're talking to the guy who's checking us out about different things. And he's like, oh, is that the Last Jedi poster? And so we show him and I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, Aaron, don't flip. He had it flipped over to where the image was down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't do that. And he's like, why? And I said, well, because it blends in with the counter because the counter was white and the back nice, of the poster was white. And nice. I was like, you're going to leave him here. <laughs> and the Thanks guy up. was like, what do you mean? And I said, well... We have the Princess Leia Carrie Fisher posters from yesterday, but he left them on a table, and so now we don't have them anymore because somebody took them. And the guy puts his finger up, like, hold on a second, doesn't say anything. Shut your mouth. He turns around. No. He turns away. He walks towards the back of Shut his, up. his checkout area. Shut your mouth. And he pulls out two, and he says, I don't know whose they are, but they've been sitting here since yesterday, so here you go. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Wow. All right, Teresa, here's the deal. I'm never doing a con without you. (laughs) And they were lower numbers than what we had before. Shut up. So I was like, yes. So we got the posters back. And it was after that that we were like, it's magic day. Yeah, it sounds like it's magic day. At that point, I'm headed back to the hotel because I don't want to press my luck. Right? So then... Vanessa's signing and stuff, and she had told me she was signing. And I went over to, like, try to see if I could catch her eye, and I couldn't. There was just too many people Mm -hmm. and the way they had it set up. And I said, well, I'll see you later. And she sent somebody out to get me. And so I get pulled back, and I get to sit back there. I was only back there for, like, ten minutes Mm because I had to go prep for the Fangirls Going Rogue podcast stage. Mm -hmm. But I got to go sit back there, and I'm sitting in between her and Tia. Nice. And I'm like, hey, Tia. And Tia's like, Teresa, oh my gosh, hi. She's like, are you going to hang out for a while? And I was like, I really wish I could. And she goes, darn, I want to talk. And Vanessa's like trying to talk to me. Of course, they're getting yelled at because they're talking to me. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going to get out of here so you don't get in trouble. So I got to say hi to them. So that was really cool. So then I left. And then we did our podcast stage. And Steve, standing Let me. Okay, this is what I've heard. This is what I've heard about your podcast stage. Okay, please tell me because I'm really curious. 40 or 50 people standing around because there were, all the seats were taken up. Yep. I've not heard that about any other show. Well, it, it was it was great. Like it was and Mary Franklin apparently came in mm-hmm. and watched it. Fantastic. In the back. We Fantastic. had no idea. Uh and we just had such a blast. It was so much fun. Uh, it was just crazy and we gave a whole bunch of stuff away and it was just it was a blast and I have a ton of pictures 
and you know oh my gosh it was just so cool it was such a rush it i felt like a disney character at one point because after it was over we set up the on this wall mm-hmm. and there was like a line of people coming to take pictures with nice us. well done and That's it was awesome. just it was so nice to just see everybody and meet everybody and to just be able to share like what we do yeah. every month and and it was great and i'm so i'm i'm honored so many people were there cuz we were stacked right on top of the heroines panel and i know so many people wanted to see the heroines panel and they came to us instead mm. uh so thank you to everybody who did that and it was just really really awesome so after that we went to galactic nights and i got my mom and greg and everybody we went to galactic nights and it was so much fun and we got to do all the really cool stuff. We got to ride Rock and Roller Coaster being themed to Star Wars on the inside. Nice. We rode it twice. Like, we went and got in line before it was even available to ride yet <laughs> so that we could ride it first thing. And so we looped it. We did it twice. And it was really, really good. And then we went to Vanessa's show. And I got to sit in the very front row where... Um, you know, she had saved a spot for me. She's super sweet. And Pablo Hidalgo was sitting right there. So I got to take pictures with Pablo and talk to talk to Pablo a little bit. And we watched the show from right there. And then we decided just to stay for the second show because she was doing three. Mm-hmm. Because there wasn't really anything to do in that time frame right. specific. And so we just stayed. And I will have you know that I was severely chastised by my podcast co-hosts because they went to the second show and they were like oh you can't sit up here with us whatever you sit where you are you're going to sit where you're at (laughs) yeah so i sat down there and during the second show vanessa knew where i was sitting and you know she couldn't see because the lights are in her face so when the lights were off like when they were showing clips was the only time she could see me Mm -hmm. and during the second show she actually used the term fangirl flail Nice. Well so done, Vanessa. Awesome. Yeah, so Bless that was heart. really that was great. And then after the second show, she sort of waves to me like real quick and I was like, Oh my gosh, she wants me to go with her. So I jumped up and I took off. And then she looked at me and she pointed to Greg and my mom for them to come too. And oh. so I was like, I screamed. I was like, y'all need to come. Don't forget my backpack. Because <laughs> I forget left my, my backpack. Hey, don't forget my backpack. Yeah, and so they come running up and by the time I I get near her, I am between her and Alan Tudyk and a wall. Wow. And John Knoll, <laughs> like right there. And I turned to Alan Tudyk and I said, hi, like just like that. And I was like, you're great. Oh, yeah, the, I'm Teresa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. And so then I got to tell him what I did, and then I was a podcaster and, you know, a blogger for Star Wars, and she talked about me a little bit, and then I she introduced me to John Knoll, and Alan Tudyk was like, oh, it's such a pleasure to meet you, and he shook my hand and all this stuff. It was so weird. Man. But I was just like, this is so cool. And I was like, Magic Day continues. And so, anyway, it was really, really cool. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's so a, that was my Friday. Yeah, here's here's what I need to get you to start doing though. When you're in the midst of these things, you you gotta just like just pull the phone out, call me, and be like, I have Steve on speakerphone. He's not gonna say anything. He just wants to hear us all interact. Mm-hmm. I should. <laughs> but I was just that day. Oh my gosh, I was so like 
just, what do I do? What do I do? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know? That's, I mean, look, I'm just going to say this and I hated missing celebration and everyone loves having a magic day, but I am just, because you're my friend and I love you so much, I'm just so glad that you had that kind of day. That's outstanding. Yeah. I mean, I really am. Like, I'm just happy for you. When it was Scott Riven who was texting me about the fangirls going rogue and telling me just how, and I was just like so happy for you guys. And, um, and this sounds, I don't, I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but I was just so proud of you, you know, and, and proud of what you guys were doing. I'm like, that is just outstanding. I was just really happy for you. Yeah. You know, it, it was such a, it was such a rush mm-hmm. just to get to do that for the second time in a row and to have so many people there that really embrace the show. It just makes you want to put out more amazing content for mm-hmm. them. Not even for yourself, but just yeah. for them. Yeah. You know? Yep. It was just, uh, it was so great. But I want to plug something that happened Thursday night. Not to me, actually. Um, Star Scavengers, which is run by Aaron Goins and Jonah Marie Macias. They're one of the only shows that covers Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures. Mm-hmm. And they actually got to go to dinner with the creators and Leland Chi. Fantastic. On Thursday night. I saw the picture of them in Leland. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, like, that's there's so much cool stuff happening to mm-hmm. so many of my friends, and I was just super excited for them. And I, for was, all. I was at home watching stuff. But, yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. I well, got a, I got a you, job. Okay, so let me give you my my highlight from Saturday. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from Rebels, we're gonna talk Rebels on Rebel Yell tomorrow night. Yes, guys. So that's coming. But Saturday, I was fortunate enough that. We got wristbands for Rebels to get into the Rebels panel in the press conference. So that was really mm-hmm. good. So I had reserve seating for for Rebels. Same now, place I've I not sat listened. For... I know there's audio out there of the press conference. I've not listened to it yet. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait tomorrow night to talk to you about the press conference stuff. Yeah. So we had reserve seating, same place we sat for The Last Jedi. And uh, while I'm waiting in line to go get seated for that, uh, I get a text from Sarah and Richard Woloski from Skywalking Through Neverland. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, did you want the the um, uh, Hallmark Itty Bitties? And I said, well, yeah, but the line's been ra- crazy long. And she said, well, we're in line right now. And I said, okay, well, if you can get me all three, great. But if you can't, just get me the two, mm-hmm. the main two, which is Hammerhead and the Red Snaggle Tooth. Right. Because the blue snaggletooth was being sold separately, like it was sold not on a card. Right. You know. And it was limited. So, it was much more limited run. Much more limited. Much more limited. And she said, "Okay." So they come back up and they got me all three. Oh, nice! So I was like, "Yes, I got the itty bitties." So I was stoked about that. That mm-hmm. was just super exciting. So then we leave there to go to the rebels press conference we go to the press conference and then i left there to go to ahsoka's live day ahsoka lives day to go take the picture and i barely got in the picture but right after the picture i looked around and i was like guys where are my itty bitties oh no and i didn't have the bag 
Oh, no. I didn't have the bag. And I'm like, oh, my God, I left it in the press conference room. And I was booking it back to the press conference room. And Aaron and I get to this elevator. And, and he like, made a comment Elev- about posters. Elevator, escalator, elevator, escalator. Oh, yeah, he's making comments about how I lost them and not, you know, and mm-hmm. that he's been redeemed because he got the posters right. back. Not thinking this is a serious thing. Like, this is a serious thing. Yeah. I just lost $46. Right. <laughs> that I'm still going to have to pay them back. Right. This wasn't two but free posters. A product. Yeah. And so we were like, let's just take the elevator because the escalator was too far away, the up one and, you know, whatever. So. We just push the elevator button. Elevator door opens, and guess who's standing in the elevator? Dave Filoni. Yes. Saw the pictures, yeah. So we get it. I'm like, oh, hey, Dave. (laughs) We take a picture, and then he realizes who I was Mm -hmm. and that I was from Fangirls Going Rogue. We get out of the elevator on the third floor, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, I really need to find my itty bitties, but like Dave Filoni's trying to talk to me right now. Right. Because he's pulled me to the side to talk to him. Oh wow! But I'm all, but I'm like itty bitties, itty bitties, itty bitties. Mm-hmm. Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni. I'm so torn. I don't know what to do. And he starts talking to me about our show and how he downloaded it and he listened to it and he loved it and nice. he loves all of our insights. Great. He's telling us all, all me, telling me all this amazing stuff, which is it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I get the Ahsoka Lives button from him that yeah. he specifically made and all this stuff. It was a great interaction, but at the same time, it's clouded by the fact that I don't have my itty bitties. Mm-hmm. At which point you're supposed to say. Well, Dave, I also do a Rebels podcast, Strictly. It's called Rebel Yell. You should check it out. <laughs> and, I, did, I, I don't know. I, I listen to so many I, I hustled for us, Steve, this, that weekend. I did. Okay. Just so you know. Rebel Yell has been... I, I did some work. I'm just messing with you. But no, but I did. It was an effort. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I get back into the press room finally... And the people that had been cleaning the room were standing there. And I, I went in and I grabbed my bag and they're like, um, this room's closed. I'm like, no, I just came for this. And the lady goes, oh, I'm so glad I found it. And I knew that it had to belong to somebody because toys are such a big deal here. So I just wanted to leave it here in case you came back. Oh, that's nice. Good. An honest person found it. And so I got him back. Good. So two days in a row of losing stuff. That we get back. Mm. And, you know, so somebody emailed about not getting exclusives. I walked straight up to the Hot, the Hot Wheels booth on Friday mm-hmm. and got the bigs. Good. Awesome. I just walked straight up yeah. to it. Not a huge line or anything. And I got the bigs. I got the Her Universe clothes I wanted. I got the itty bitty. Mm-hmm. So I got everything I wanted. And by the way, shout out to Air Shernavice who snagged the uh, Hot Wheels exclusive for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, so so that was Saturday. <laughs> nice. Nice. And then Sunday was Sunday. Yeah. And so closing ceremonies, like, Warwick goes, and we'll see you guys in 2019 at Star Wars Celebration, and everybody, you can hear, their, everybody sucks their breath in. Yes, just like the and Ryan Johnson he, moment. Then he goes, Wherever it may be, and mm-hmm. we're all like, eh. I heard, yeah, you could you could hear the audience's audible groan um, when he does that. I, yeah, it was almost it was very akin to when Ryan Johnson's like when they say, Ryan, did you bring anything for us? He's like, Yeah, we've got a teaser, and everyone goes, Woo, poster, what? No, you know, and he and then he shows the poster, it was like, Whoa, and then he's like, And we have a teaser trailer too, and so. 
<laughs> yeah, it's that's the story of Star Wars fandom lately. It's like these moment, these this up and down roller coaster of give us more. You gave us more. You did not give us enough. You know that kind of thing. But um, yeah, well, but, so uh, here's here's something else that's funny. During the Rebels panel, and Dave announces that the fourth season is going to be the last season. We'd mm-hmm. kind of already talked about. We thought that. Oh might my be the gosh, case. he was like a parent. Yes. Like sitting down with his children saying, okay, we need to let you know the dog has died. Yeah. But it's okay. You know, he's in a better well, place. Well, because he sounded like he was going to make an announcement that mm-hmm. was good. So you heard everybody go, oh, oh what? <laughs> like you heard the whole room just kind of ramp up and then die. See, to me, I could tell he was getting serious because he's like, it, because they all walked away and it's just him out there. And I thought he was about to say he's retiring from Star Wars. Like, oh it, my like gosh. I have to let you guys know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's retiring from Star Wars because I've been, I have seen those serious talks before, and uh, and and I was like, no, 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 season four is last season. I'm like, okay, I knew this, I was aware <laughs> of this fact. I've I've, well, I've then, already dealt and then with somebody's it. Somebody's like, what's next? Yes. And to your cigar is like, wow. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Dave, Dave is so quick. He's so able to roll with stuff like that because he's like, "Hey guys, give us a chance to get through this, okay?" You know, you're just like, "We're ready. We're done with you guys now. Bring on the next crew." Um, well, we're gonna talk about the Rebels press conference mm-hmm. on Rebel Yell tomorrow night, but we were kind of been thinking about some questions, and Sarah generated a really good question during the press conference. Yes. And so she stands up and she says, Hi, I'm Sarah Woloski from Skywalking Through Neverland and Fangirls Going Rogue. And in the press conference, when she said Fangirls Going Rogue, it actually got a pop from people. Nice. <laughs> and from, you know, the cast on yeah. stage. They were like, yay. And Dave smiles, you know, because he knows who we are now. And she asked this question and he goes, Wow, have you been waiting all week to ask me that one? Like, like nice. just kind of still in conversation from with us from before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. when we did our interview with him and we just busted out laughing because it was such an like inside conversation in the middle of the press conference great and you know i haven't had a chance to listen to you guys yet on with him um oh you oh it was it's so good steve yeah I'm, we we unearthed stuff that leland chi didn't even know about him good good so yeah it it's good and then he is the one who actually brought up ahsoka great because we didn't bring it up he goes wow y'all haven't brought up ahsoka oh he's like, keeping well, why? listen he's keeping her on the forefront i mean we'll talk more about that on the rebel yell but i'm just saying it the whole t-shirt switcheroo that he did it wasn't actually a t-shirt switch we've discovered it wasn't a t-shirt switch he put a piece of black tape oh nice over the edge of the question mark. Mm, you guys, I just found I messed up and bumped into some tape. That's all. He's like, I don't know what y'all are talking you about. You guys just act like he a... just did that. He did that because he's a dark and twisty man. Oh, he's a troll. He's a troll. Um, did you get to go to the Disney Parks panel? I did go to. All the Disney right. Parks See, this panel. is the one that I'm wanting to hear about. This is the one I'm wanting to talk about. Talk to me. It was so boring, Steve. Okay. All right, and having said it was, that... The only thing they really revealed was a new planet that we're going to on Star Tours. Everything else we already knew. Mm-hmm. Most of the concept art we already knew. Okay. I, I was eating so many snacks to not fall asleep. Okay, well, let me... Because it was all stuff we knew. Then they released today this... Okay, hold on, 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 hold on. I just want to 
do a proper crossover and uh, and do this real quick. Hey, watch it, watch, watch it. Watch yourself. Miles, who goes there? Watch it now. Watch it, watch it. Watch out, my boy. Disney Watch. Teresa, am I going to have to join the vacation club? Uh, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not for this. Okay. The the no. resort? Yeah, the Starship Resort? Yeah. No. So what they're talking about is they've been doing a survey mm-hmm. and just to see like if people would be interested. Now, Greg has been saying since the beginning that there would probably be a resort, like a hotel mm-hmm. for Star Wars. Right. This is not quite that. This is not quite that. This is a potential resort of sorts that is an experience. So you would go and you would stay there. It's like a two-day experience. You would stay there one night. All your meals would be included. And you would, or maybe it's two nights. Mm-hmm. Well, Dylan Newhouse is saying, yeah, you do stay there. I know you stay there. But Dylan, what I'm saying is that it's not a Disney hotel that's themed to Star Wars mm. that you would stay in for the length of your stay, gotcha. your entire trip. This is an experience that is within this hotel. So the only uh-huh. way that you can stay at this hotel that would be themed as a Star Wars ship is if you are paying for the experience. Gotcha. So this and isn't so, like going and staying at the lodge, w- the Animal The Kingdom. Wilderness Lodge yeah. or the Contemporary the Resort. The Contemporary no. Resort, okay. So you would, you know, if you were there for a week, you would just be, you would pay about 900 to a thousand dollars okay for this two night stay mm-hmm. at the starship resort for this all-inclusive type mm-hmm. experience okay with meals included and then for the rest of your stay of that trip you would have to pay for a different hotel mm-hmm. and so you know there, from what i read there's all kinds of things that you would do it's like you're actually in the star wars universe and you're a character within a story and mm-hmm. you're doing all these things on the starship you do get one day of admission to hollywood studios to go to star wars land mm-hmm. as a part of it mm-hmm. um you get five meals which is like i think two dinners lunch and two breakfasts or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. um and i get it and i i think it's an interesting concept but I don't think you're going to get me to do this because hmm. it's a thousand dollars per person mm-hmm. per person right? to do this experience of sorts mm-hmm. that I, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's worth that kind of money. Yeah. I would prefer mm-hmm. for there to just be a star Wars hotel. Right that I could stay for the entire length of my trip yep. that's themed rather than this experience of living in Star Wars. And the mainly the main thing is, is because there's so much stuff to do at Disney World, you're basically taking out two entire days of your entire vacation with your family mm-hmm. to do this experience for $1,000 a person. Right. Like I just I I'm not on and, board yet. And this would be this would be a 2019 thing. When, Maybe when Star Wars land open. when Star Wars you land know, opens, it, yeah, it's not saying that because they haven't even started construction on this. So it could be as far out as twenty twenty. It could be, yeah, or twenty twenty five. I okay. mean, who knows? 
the point I'm making is this. I can start saving now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, look, the more we hear about it, if it, because everything I've heard right now is it's rumored. By the way, when you said they sent out a survey, anytime someone talks about people taking a survey, I always think of this. Would you like to take a survey? <laughs> From Animaniacs. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I just can't, I can't see myself not getting sucked into doing something like that. Well, you know, maybe I would if I, if, you know, once I know more. Mm -hmm. But right now, I just don't see this as being something that I would be extremely tempted to do. Um, but I think that comes from a brain of, like, planning Disney trips and not really... Like, I'm okay with doing, like, a tour, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I would really want to do this experience where it's, like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't really know, like, why my brain is where it is, but, like, right. I just, I think it's the amount of money that they're wanting to charge sure. for something like this. Yeah. Um, well, and, and the I, fact that I, w I would more prefer just, like, a themed hotel rather mm -hmm. than the experience type thing. Yeah, I, and I totally get that, but then it depends on what the experience actually is. Well, and maybe maybe it goes back to the fact that Disney they're they're a little bit behind the ball as a, you know compared to Universal as far as like Harry Potter World is yeah. concerned. Yeah. Now, granted, that's I'm I'm fully confident that that is changing. Um, we'll for sure see how that's going down when Avatar Land opens, and I'll get to see that this summer when I'm there for our five-year wedding anniversary. So I'll probably be able to give you more of a accurate description or feeling or if anything changes mm -hmm. when we see how immersive that is yeah I also... and then and then once we see how immersive star wars land is yeah um well here's the thing i and i think it was airish maybe who was i talking to that was on it was on and, and you know and they said they're figuring out lightsabers and they were talking about star wars land being the most unique thing ever and i even said whoa 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 they're saying that with Harry Potter land across the highway. It was Josh. It was our friend Josh Lick. You know, he was, he, cause he's really stoked about it. And I was, and he said, you know, that there's never been anything like this as far as, you know, an immersive experience goes talking about star Wars land. And I stopped him. I said, they're saying that in Orlando, we're right across the highway. There's Harry Potter world where when you step in and I've been to Harry Potter world, mm -hmm. you step into it. Oh, and, and you're transported. And it's like, and this was in the early days. This was just when it was Hogwarts up on the hill. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you can't, you forget you're in a theme park. You forget that you're that outside of this gateway, that there's Universal Islands of Adventure. Because, you know, it's not just a section of the park. You've completely stepped into this thing. And, and if that's what they're talking about Star Wars land being, I mean, I, I feel like I could find somewhere to hide and just be there all the time. <laughs> well, you know, the, like that's another area I feel like Universal missed out is rather than just creating Hogwarts for a ride, they should have made a freaking hotel out of Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you could like when you when you went to check in, you could get sorted into your house mm -hmm. and then you would stay in the area of the hotel that it's a part of that's your house, you know, like, oh, there's so many things they could have done with that. 
don't even I don't make me go there because I can go on about that for forever. Um, I also, whenever I hear someone talk about survey, I can't help but think of this too. <laughs> oh wait, that's not the right thing. Daggummit. <laughs> supposed to be survey says anyhow um so okay so it was a boring panel all around is what you're saying it was i mean it was cool that they talked about sort of like how star tours developed and like all of that stuff but um you know it that was cool but it was just a lot of the same concept art Mm -hmm. and stuff we'd seen before and i was really hoping for them to share something new with us so and that didn't happen. Um, so I guess we'll see. I did see a tweet um, from someone that had a, I don't know if it's someone who was staying in a hotel, and they might have been out in California where they had a view of where Star Wars Land is being built right now. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're like, we got walkers, and you can see basically the skeletal oh, yes. structure yeah, of a walker. See. They did show that. They did show like a short reel of kind of like which things mm-hmm. um you know, of like their progress. Mm -hmm. So let me read you this, uh, about from the article from WDW news today about the star Wars stuff. It's an all inclusive two night immersive resort experience at Walt Disney world. And it will include the opportunity to experience a two day story set in the star Wars universe, be surrounded in a continuous story driven entertainment experience as it unfolds over the course of the two night stay, have personal interactions with star Wars characters, live performers throughout the starship experience the story, or simply observe the action. According to the personal preference, engage in the story of programs such as flight training, ship exploration, lightsaber training, and personalized secret missions, both on the starship and throughout the Star Wars-themed planet. While staying aboard the all-inclusive luxury starship at Walt Disney World, guests will stay in luxury accommodations, offering all meals during your stay, buffet breakfast, lunches, and signature evening dining, featured entertainment and dinner shows, exclusive park admission to the Star Wars-themed land at the Walt Disney World Resort, the Star Wars starship amenities, including a pool area, a water garden, fitness area, onboard cantina, and robotic droid butlers. As of right now, the experience would be priced at roughly $900 to $1,000 per guest. Mm-hmm. So I can see how this is super enticing, mm-hmm. but I am not there yet. No, here's here's what I need from something like that. I need, I don't need to go do any Jedi training. I don't need, you know, I... What I need is a, is a starship to walk around and hang out on mm-hmm. and interact with characters. And um, I don't want to be aroused at 3 o'clock in the morning because the rebels are attacking or whatever. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. That would totally be something. That I want happen. one of those big refreshers that, um, that Wedge had on the Imperial shuttle in Rebels uh, <laughs> that was just completely oversized. And, um, yeah, I, I want droids around, running around the place. I want mouse droids, you know, like... Yeah, that would be cool. You know, it'd have to be something like that, and it would have to be... You know, and if I have a mission while I'm there, that's fine. But, you know, I, I don't want it... I don't want it to come off... I don't want it to be cheesy. hmm You know? And yeah. so, what I'm going to do, I think, is start trying to save some money here and there. And as, I, and as it happens, if it happens... And I start hearing reviews about it and people are into it, then, you know, great, I'm going. If not, then I've saved $1,000. And then you can just come and see The Last Jedi with me. That's right. Or we can put on Goal Con. 
Oh yeah, Gold Con in Austin. Yeah. Well, we've got we've got uh, we've got votes for Austin, and we've got votes for Memphis, and uh, and of course the big vote for Orlando. There's always a vote for Orlando. I'm already I'm like hey no to Orlando right now. <laughs> and then there's and then there's Atlanta, but I don't really know of anywhere that'd be cool to go in Atlanta. So. Um, mm, I vote Austin. <laughs> Someone actually tweeted that they're like, "Hey, you should do Austin. It's central." And of course, that person was already in Texas. And but that doesn't hey, mean I anything. I agree with them. I yeah. agree with them. Well, you know, you never know what we might choose to do. It's a great place. Um, just I don't know. Like I've got to figure out the logistics and if we could even get people to do something like that. So like five people show up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, hey, everyone. I'd want it to be special. I'd want it to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But it's definitely it's definitely been in the back of the mind. So, did you get to see our boy Shaz? I did. I did. I did. I'll post a picture of me and Shaz on our Facebook group. Uh, I'll make sure that I do that. And he was great. We tried to figure out how we could do the Thrawn song, but it just never, we just, this celebration, there just didn't seem to be a whole lot of time for anything except for losing stuff and finding it. I understand that. Um, I also, let's see, did you see um, Michael and Christy Morris? I did. I did get to hang out with them a little bit, but that was just on Thursday, and then I would run into them occasionally. Mm -hmm. Did you you see their cosplay? I did. Okay. Yes. Now I saw it from further away. I didn't get to walk up to them yeah. and say anything, but I did. And I'm so glad I got to see both of them. Christy is just, she's beautiful and she's sweet and she's just an amazing person. And Michael's so funny. And so, yeah, it was great. I'm, I really wish I had gotten to spend more time with them than I did. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they're, his dad runs the wrestling promotion that I help out with or go to from time to time around here. Oh, how And cool. so they'll come around. And, and so between matches, if I'm calling matches like in intermissions and stuff, like I immediately we make kind of a beeline for each other and just stand and talk for way too long. And so then afterwards when everyone's taken down the ring and everyone's gone, we're just sitting around we'll talk forever and i'm like we should just actually hang out at some point because we live so close and mm-hmm. um in fact uh christy's from the town wherein i live now so we they're they're good folks but i i love that uh did you see the picture of the hondos together i have seen that picture yeah. shaz and I michael saw that today shaz and michael got together and christy did a cool aura sing yes yeah, she did so that was really really cool yeah um, all right. Uh, favorite piece of cosplay you saw while you were there? Top oh three or four gosh. that you saw? <laughs> um, Jonah and Aaron as the Lego Freemakers. Oh, the Freemakers. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, because it was just such, it was different and cool. And I got to play with the wrench a lot, the Lego wrench, <laughs> the giant Lego nice. wrench. <laughs> Uh, okay, but outside of my friend group, um, hmm, there was a Transformers R two D two that was really cool. Now, I was didn't this, get a picture with it. Was this was the R two D two thousand? I don't. I'm not sure. I just saw it. I yeah. Was, was it really big it and walking? Like a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was in the. He was in the. Uh, the cosplay contest competition. And the Muppet Troopers were great. Yes, too. I know some of those guys. Um, I know Animal, and they're all from the uh, the Great Lakes 
um, garrison, the the Great Lakes garrison up in uh, the Midwest. And my friend Steve Mitchell is a part of that. And the guy who plays Animal, I just know him as Hyper. And um, those are good dudes. So I have a challenge coin from them, by the way. Oh, and Sophia and um, Chaney Hunt, uh, they were Bo-Katan and Sabine, and it was excellent. Nice. Outstanding. Now, your um, your top three or, you know, two or three highlights of panel stuff. Mm, Rebels trailer, the episode of Rebels that I got to see that mm-hmm. you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. Yes. On the Last Jedi panel. That was great. Those two have just solidified themselves in Star Wars fandom. No, they're, they're just beautiful people. Can we talk about Rose? Yes. Oh, I'm excited. She looks awesome. I'm afraid we're going to get burned. What do you mean? I'm afraid it's going to be a Captain Phasma situation. I don't think so. I think, she and, I think she and Finn are going to fall in love with each other. Okay. Well, I'm fine with that. I'm but Captain Phasma is going to be back. I mean, yes. she's got a book coming out. She's got comics mm-hmm, coming out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, because people were so disappointed that she didn't do anything in Force Awakens. Well, no joke. She got put in a trash compactor, but we all know you can get out of those. So. Right. <laughs> Anyhow, I, and I don't know. Yeah, I was just, I, I'm, you know, we get burned sometimes by these characters that get kind of rolled out as like, this is a great character. And then it's like, they're barely there. So Yeah, I think they might have learned their lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. oh, Warwick Davis being in Rebels. That's going to be cool. Yes, as Rook, which you've never yeah, read the Thrawn Rook. trilogy. I know, but I know what he I know that he's from that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's great. I was yeah, that I was really excited. Um I yeah, I I think oh gosh, I can't wait for Rebel season 4. It's I think only I'm 15 episodes, Steve. What? It's only 15 episodes. Why? It's sad. Couldn't tell you. They better be two hours apiece. <laughs> or an hour apiece. Right. At the very least. My Lanta. Now I'm really disappointed. But I do think I'm more excited for the Rebels final season than I am even for The Last Jedi. I am too right now. Yeah. Um, did you? Did I send you the picture of Leia on Indoor and Ewoks? From the yes. Forces of Destiny. I mean, come now, on. Yeah, but see, I didn't know that's what it was from. I thought mm-hmm. it was from Zach Gialungo's Ewok comic, and I was like, why? Why is he sending me this? It was after that, and you explained what it was, and you sent me the link that I was like, mm-hmm. oh. I mean, come on, Hera and Leia and Han and Ewoks. Oh, my, oh, I can't wait for that. And it's canon, so we know Hera makes it to Endor. Ah! Oh, my gosh. Forces of Destiny, I'm so excited for. Mm-hmm. Well, Teresa, Although I feel kind of like it's kind of like the Star Wars Reports theme song. Isn't that the new one? Like the flying on the wings of a something? On the yeah. wings of love. Is it one. the wings of destiny? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something about it's... falcons flying into destiny and such as and whatnot. Yeah. Whatevs. 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 I don't know. Oh, that's a highlight. What's that? Riley teaching me how to dance or attempting to teach me how to dance. <laughs> we mentioned that. Uh, or no, that was us talking before the show got going. <laughs> I get confused sometimes. Yeah, that was good. That um, was good. 
Well, uh, he and I also sang some songs from La La Land together, so okay. we like to sing duets. Never apparently. saw, never saw, uh, never saw La La Land. That's good. Um, anything else you've been geeking about out about, or is Star Wars kind of dominated for the past week or so? Well, yeah, for the past week or so. Um, you know what? I'm actually super excited for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the DC might actually have a good movie coming up. I think so, too. I hope so. they desperately need. Yeah. Uh, 100% agree. So I'm I'm really excited for that. I'm trying to think what else geeky's out there. Uh, the season seven of My Little Pony has started, so that's exciting. Is that a geeky uh, thing? It is a geeky thing. It's okay. just not your geeky thing. All right. Uh, um, hmm. Let's see. What else? Is there anything else? How's your geek club going? Well, not really at the moment. Oh. Uh, but it's because of all the stuff that's been going on. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I have it in me to get to school and grade papers and teach my students. I don't really have it in me to do much else, uh, except for this stuff. So... You know, I'll kind of figure it out. I'll yeah. figure it out. Okay. Well. But I think I think as far as that goes, because uh, there's not really much happening in the superhero world right at the moment. Uh, uh, what? But I, I'm excited for Guardians coming up. Like, yeah, there's I movies was, that are coming out. I actually put you off on recording time because I got sucked into watching the purple carpet out at the world premiere. Uh, oh, and that's so awesome. Like, I can't wait for these movies to come out. There's so many movies coming out this year that I'm really excited mm-hmm. for. Did you see that Thor trailer? I still haven't. Oh, you gotta watch that Thor trailer. Oh, Teresa. I, I know I need to. I just and it's because it's because of the last three seconds. Are okay. Are just brilliant. They're probably my favorite Marvel moment of all time. Uh, since the Marvel Cinematic Universe began. How long is this thing? Uh, it's not that long. Um, you know, and. I have I have some issues with it as a trailer because like they they start to incorporate some rock music that you know has never really been done in a Thor trailer but it's like okay whatever I don't care um, but but by the, by the end of it I'm like I'm fine with with this thing so so Thor Ragnarok teaser trailer mm-hmm mm-hmm about a minute and fifty three seconds yep yep is it the Marvel okay. Entertainment YouTube yes yeah that's it. All right. Well, I'm watching. Yes. This is your live reaction. Do you have sound? In my headphones. Okay, good. Good. He's tied up in chains. Yes. Or chains, even. Yeah, well, that's what mm-hmm. I meant. Mm-hmm. Oh. This chick just caught the hammer. Yes. And more than that. Oh, no. Yep. Who is playing that lady? Someone in the chat help me what out. Is what is the horns for? That's her. What big... is with the music? Mm-hmm. That's Led Zeppelin. What is she like? A girl Loki or she something? She is. She's Hella. She's evil. Oh, look, a Star Wars character. <laughs> well, who? Oh yeah, the I little don't alien thing. I really things. understand what's happening. That's fine. You don't have to understand. Who's that girl? Who the? the one... Why is? Wait a second. What? Why is Jeff Goldblum in this? No, oh, because he's like the games master or whatever. It looks like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wait, Loki. Mm-hmm. Heimdall's in that bad boy, too. Just really quick. <gasps> <back. gasps> 
Where are you at? The short he hair. Cut his hair off. Mm -hmm. Just watch this reaction. <gasps> it's like a gladiator. Mm hmm. This is so good. <laughs> it's the Hulk. Mm hmm. What? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I know it from work. <laughs> That's like my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe moment ever. Oh, my God. oh and I don't, and I'm not speaking in hyperbole. It really is. Like I was watching this thing. I'm like, why? I love Led Zeppelin. I'm like, why are they playing? And I know why they're playing Led Zeppelin because of the, because it's a Viking song, the immigrant song, and um, and it talks about the hammer of the gods and all this stuff. But then, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I like the, the imagery and it fits in with like the guardians of the galaxy and this, you know, what they've established for space and everything and the Marvel cinematic universe. But when he goes, yes! <laughs> I was, that was brilliant. I was like, oh all sins, all I, sins are forgiven. I know him from work. what's happening in most of that but that was great and oh yeah he cut his hair off yep man that's like hayden christensen all over again mm -hmm. what are they doing to me right well the um are you objectifying thor right now yeah okay good yeah, i'm objectifying thor good i just noticed something and kind of watched this thing silently loki's sitting on that long couch with jeff goldblum yeah it's like a tv show wow so uh the um who's the, the chick the, the, the Loki chick. She is Hela, is her name, I believe. And she is like the queen of the, you know, the underworld. Okay, and who's the black girl? Um, I think that's Valkyrie. Okay, and who's the chick with all the horns on her head? That's Hela. That's just her with, a, oh, the, with like a headpiece oh, on. She's crazy. Yeah. Okay, got it. And, uh, <laughs> and the whole thing about Ragnarok is, not only is the hammer broken, but it's basically like the apocalypse for... for Asgard, oh, and okay. so everything is getting screwed up royally. Wow! And um, yeah, and so and apparently at some point Thor and Hulk are going to be gladiators. Oh wow! I know him from work. <laughs> oh, so good. But on that purple carpet on the uh, at the uh, the Guardians world premiere tonight, it was really cool because they were really snagging everybody who walked by to talk to the Marvel live feed thing that they were doing. Similar to what the Star Wars, I guess Marvel has a similar thing going that I've, mm. that I've not gotten into. But uh, at one point they're talking to Kurt Russell, and bless the girl's heart, she's like, "So you've never done a real special effects heavy movie like this?" I'm like, "Big Trouble in Little China," but he's like, "Yeah, I've done this before, you know." And he's like, "And Disney Marvel has it all down, you know, it's going to be great." And he's like, "But what I love is the characters." And about that time you hear, "Hey," and it's Sylvester Stallone. And he jumps up on where Kurt Russell's at, and he's and he's like, I'm just so glad to see this guy. You know, because they were Tango and Cash, and they're good buddies, and it was just a trip to see them. Chris Pratt stopped by, and I was just like, I must watch all these people stop by. Karen Gillan was there. Oh, wow. And, uh, and Zoe Saldana, and so it was just really neat to watch them, and I didn't realize the world premiere was tonight, and they're just having a blast, and I'm really excited about Guardians 2. I love, love, love Guardians of the Galaxy. So. Yeah, no, I love Guardians of the Galaxy too. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies that's come out, so that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Wow, that trailer is good. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna watch it again when we get done here. Well, let's get done here. It's about that time. Um, 
hey, check us out on Disney Vault Talk. That's, mm-hmm. that's our Disney podcast. Check us out on Rebel Yell. Check Teresa out on Star Wars Bookworms and Fangirls Going Rogue and all kinds of other places where Teresa will end up showing up. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're probably going to be on Galactic Fashion at some point. Yeah. So, all kinds of things Teresa's doing. If you want to get in touch with her on Twitter, it's at IceColdPenguin on Twitter, as you heard. And uh, we're at Geek Out Loud at Goliverse for the whole Goliverse. Hey, go be a part of our Goliverse group on Facebook. There's a people are interacting on there, Teresa. It's fun. Yeah, it people, is fun. People I always get post back in there stuff. more now that celebrations over. You can get there by going to geekoutonline.com/group. Geekoutonline.com/group. I popped my pee on purpose that time. Hey, don't pop your peas or pop your bees. Um, the email is geekoutonline at gmail.com. We'd love you to support the shows by using the Amazon links, the Entertainment Earth links, the Think Geek links, and the Fandango links at geekoutpodcast and geekoutonline.com. Uh, the the Entertainment Earth right now is having a Funko sale on select items. Uh, buy one, get one 40% off, I believe. And so, yeah, really good stuff if you're a Funko Pop collector. Also... Um, if you want to support us via Patreon, we welcome you to do so at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. We just released a new uh, new exclusive podcast that's going to kind of come in along with the movie commentaries called uh, Goliverse Behind the Scenes. And uh, sometimes we have fun conversations off mic and uh, or off air, and I'm just like, we should have put that in the show. And so finally I'm just going to kind of go back through some stuff and put that stuff, put it in the show and make our own show. So... You can uh, support us over there and be a part of all that. We, I am seriously thinking about GoldCon. I'm just going to put that out there just so I'll stop thinking about it because I've now got the endorphins running from acting like I've actually done something. Um, so, But it's just it's a lot of logistics, and I don't know what that would look like, but but it's definitely something I'm interested in doing, especially after Celebration. And, uh, and I'd want to make sure that all the hosts are able to be there and everyone's good to go with it and that sort of thing. So... And we'd want it to be great and fun for everybody. So um, just, you know, pray about it, guys. Let's put it that way. Just pray. Just pray about it. So, Teresa, thank you so much for hanging out. I love this song. (laughs) Check us out. Rebel Yell coming soon. And uh, we'll be recapping everything that happened at Star Wars Celebration there. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Teresa. All right. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you on the next Geek Out Loud. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep.